Hi, everybody. Welcome to Radio 815. I am your co-host, Matt Crandall, here, as always, with Marcelo Inestroza. And today we are talking about the Alias Season 2 finale entitled The Telling, written and directed by our boy J.J. Abrams. This episode is the culmination of everything that has basically happened since the midway point of Season 2. Finally, we find out what's really going on with some of the Rambaldi stuff, Irina, Sloan, and then we we get lots of awesome J.J. Abrams Mission Impossible style action before he did Mission Impossible, um, and then uh, a crazy cliffhanger ending that um, blew my mind. But it, this episode, I think, is one of the best episodes of Alias in terms of you know, the writing, J.J. really nailed it. There's a lot of dramatic tension. A lot of secrets are revealed, but more secrets are set up. And just the way that he directed it, the action in this episode is intense and feels like a, a feature film style of action. Uh, Marcella, what did you think of the season finale of The Telling? I really love this episode um, because, like you said... This episode really brings home sort of all the things that we've been building up um, throughout the season. And the thing that I really loved about uh, this episode is that we finally get to deal with the fact that uh, a there's been there's been a mouse in Sydney's house, and yeah. in this episode she finally gets to squash it. Um, <laughs> um, but I really the the thing that I loved about this episode is seeing Will on the run and seeing him confide in somebody who he thinks is his friend but isn't right. is really really heartbreaking and I found it really intriguing that the double who plays Marcy when she has a secret meeting with Sark she uh, um excuse me it's Sark that says you aren't actually having feelings for Will. And it, it was interesting to me when I first saw this episode that he would put that in there. That that line didn't... It, it, it was... It, it's, it, it felt like a throwaway line to me at the time, but when the quote-unquote not Marcy does what she does to Will mm -hmm. um, and the way that she reacts when she does it, that line really makes a lot of sense and you can understand why J.J. put that line in there. Also, also, I did like um, the fact that uh, JJ found it in his heart to have another scene in there with with Vaughn and Sydney playing hockey. Yeah, um, uh, it was just fun. I mean, I'm not a big hockey fan. Obviously, you are. You're Canadian. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that whole scene of having Vaughn there for a minute and then Vaughn has to go away or something and then having Arena show up. And basically knock Sydney on her rear end on the ice. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what the my, my excuse me, Sid. What do you think you were gonna smack her? Over, you you were gonna smack her over the head with a hockey stick? Come on. Right. Yeah. Uh, by by the way, I find it really impressive that the the actress who plays Arena can stand on the ice without falling on her butt. Yeah. Because if you do notice, she's not wearing skates, and Sydney is. Right. Um, which is a small little detail that I did appreciate. Um. I did. I, I I did love the fact that that Sydney uh, that um, Sydney's mother sort of leads uh, Sydney and the team 
again on a merry chase looking for something, but that end of that end that ends up being a diversion. So, uh, so Sloane and and uh, Arena can get their hands on the mechanical heart thingy, mm-hmm. you know, and then Jack is strapped to the table again, thinking that he's going to get tortured, but he doesn't because Sloane still believes in their friendship, which doesn't make any sense at all, but psychopaths <laughs> think that way. Yeah. Um, and don't even get me started on Sloan. We're going to talk about that a little later. But I I really appreciate the fact that um, for, you know, despite what Sydney says throughout the episode, you can still see that her mother really affects her and her decisions and the way that she acts and the way that she approaches her job. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I just really appreciated that she's still uh, uh, physically uh, f- uh, physically uh, uh, impacted by her mother's decisions. Uh, mm-hmm. Not you, you know you know not to not you know you know not to come short here, but her mother jumps off a building, uh, which is kind of like. Oh, you're 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 that kind of a badass, really? You're gonna jump yeah. off a building now. And the final fight between not Marcy and Sydney was so badass. I I th- I, th- I thought it was so fun and 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 so JJ and so mission like. Um, yeah, I did find it interesting that when not Sydney was getting the upper hand in the fight, that she didn't kill Sydney when she had the chance. Mm-hmm. She kind of just stood there. And stopped for a second, and that gave Sydney the upper hand to shoot her in the in the in the midsection. And I was like, "What are you doing? Do you do you want to die?" And it was, <laughs> and to me, it was like she did because she she stopped when she could have killed Sydney. She stopped. And you know, the only thing that I wonder is because she is basically working for Sark and Irina. You know, her orders must might be like you can't kill Sid. Right. So we still aren't quite sure what lines arena is allowing the double to cross. And I think that that might be why she hesitates, because even though she's burned and Sydney has found out, you know, ultimately she's still working under the orders of Sark and arena. So I think that she she can't kill her. No, I just I just, you know, like I said, I just found it so odd that, you know, Throughout the course of the fight, for the for the uh, for a, a large portion of the fight, she had the upper hand, and then she just stops. But what, what you just said makes complete sense because it's never been really explained about what. I mean, it's been. I mean, we know how Arena feels about Sydney, but we don't know if she can go that extra step as right. to say, you know, just just kill her already. Come on, she's a pain in my ass. Just kill her already. Mm-hmm. We don't know if she can do that. And, you know, maybe that's why she hesitated. But I tend to think that she hesitated because she obviously had feelings for Will. But that that's neither here nor there. I mean, what Sydney does to her at the end um, is kind of shocking and um, <laughs> sort of upsetting because I I feel that the good Marcy never really got a chance to do anything in the show. Mm-hmm. I thought... I thought that she was just there for window dressing. Yep. Um, I, I I thought that Will got to do so much more than she did. Yeah, it's one of the characters that, 
you know, a lot of the characters on Alias that hang around eventually get their, like, big shining moment, and she never really did. Yeah, yeah, but if you, you know, if you think about it, she kind of did with, this, with the whole evil Marcy. Well, with the actress did with the with the double and being able to play that duality, but the actual character of Sydney's friend kind of got shortchanged overall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see what you're telling me. Oh, and did you also notice that after Will got stabbed and we think he's dead, did you notice where evil Marcy put said Will? <laughs> she put him in the bathtub. And I found it so funny. I didn't laugh, but I found it so interesting that when when Sydney was in the fight and she looked in the bathtub, who who did she see there again? She saw Will. So I'm like, what is it with you and guys in bathtubs? <laughs> yeah. Reminiscent of Danny in the bathtub in season one, for sure. I I really liked that, uh, you know, they put a few similar callbacks, like these bad spies, when they kill people, they chuck them in bathtubs. <laughs> it's what yeah. they do. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, uh, like, 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 I really, um, enjoyed this episode. I thought, I thought it was a crap load of fun. Um, I didn't, I didn't enjoy seeing, um, seeing, seeing, uh, our, our Breaking Bad assassin guy being, be shot. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike Trout be shot. I didn't, uh. Mike goes out like a bitch. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't. I was like, I was like, Mike, it's Mike. He's going out. Yeah, uh, I was like, "Come on, you can't, you can't do. Come on, come on, Mike. At least go out. At least, at least go out like a boss." Um, yeah, but he I was doesn't. like, "I was like, fine, 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 fine." Um, but you know, now, now let's get to the part of the um, of the episode where I stood up and go. I stood up and went, "What the hell?" <laughs> um, I, I, I. I honestly thought when she passed out, I honestly thought we were going to pick up weeks later, you know? Mm-hmm. But I was like, wait, she's waking up. She's engulfed in red. What the what the hell is going on here? And then when I found out where she was, I was like, well played, JJ. Yes. Yes, you have my congratulations. That was well played. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, my God, he did it again. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm digging this. I want to see what happens next. So, at, you know, at the end of this episode, I was on pins and needles to find out what the hell happened and how the hell she got there. I remember because... watching this when when it was on or when I got the DVDs. I can't remember which it was. But when this episode ended, I was literally scream, like screaming at the TV. Like, you know, oh, my God. Like, what? what did you do to me JJ and then um watching the the next one uh because I had, the DVDs came out right as um season three was starting so I had taped season three so that when I finished this I could just go right into season three on my taped tapes and I remember being like I gotta I gotta find out what happens right away and just being so glad that I was able to watch the next one almost immediately a whole summer to figure out what had happened would oh, have been infuriating. Yeah, you know, um, when I when I when I saw the, the the last frames of this episode, I I I can't remember a time when I was so on the hook to mm-hmm. just go to the next episode. I mean, the last time that I was like that 
was when I saw um, the the season finale for Smallville uh, for for season one. When spoiler here for Smallville, but <laughs> Lana Lana gets engulfed in a tornado and the yeah. screen goes black, and you're like, "What the hell? Yeah, she's gonna die." Uh, <laughs> so 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 that's the last time where I remember saying, "Holy f." I need to see what happens next. And I had a similar reaction to, 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 to what you had. And I was like, you, 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 you kind conniving little writer guy. I mean, JJ, you got me. That every once in a while, JJ likes to pull the rug out from under the audience, which like I said earlier this season in episode 13, phase one, where like they rebooted the whole show with everybody coming to the CIA and SD six going away. Felt like, you know, a huge change. And then when this ends and everything is upended and we're not sure how that is going to affect the show, you're just like, okay, this guy also, like, you know, he felt they were getting into a pattern. And even though it's only been eight episodes, he did something crazy to shake it up and and make the show, you know, different uh, again than than you were thinking it was going to be. And the really great thing that this does, um, no spoilers, but this does something to Sydney's personal life that I was happy about. Um, uh, I think at this point we can definitely give definitely give spoilers. But uh, okay, you go ahead then. Uh, well, I'm gonna backtrack real quick before we jump into that very end and okay. just talk about. Um, you know, you mentioned earlier they were hanging out at the hockey rink and we got like that downtime. And I thought that was a nice scene because it lulled us into a false sense of security because Sid and Vaughn are playing hockey again. And they're talking about how great it would be to just get away from everything and go on like a, a trip without having to worry about spy shit <laughs> and and that kind of thing. And I thought that was a nice moment right before Irina shows up and Sydney has to worry about spy shit again, where they just got to be like people for a little bit. They put everything on hold. And they were looking towards the future of what it would be like to just have a normal vacation. And that, you know, hope of maybe they could have sort of like a normal time by the end of this 45 minutes is ripped away, <laughs> ripped away in dramatic fashion. But I thought that, you know, Sydney's mom shows up and we get some satisfying scenes there where, you know, her mother did give them the DNA to identify the double. And I liked that when we identify the double, they don't have a picture right away. So we don't immediately know that it's, you know, the roommate that's been doubled. But they bring back all that stuff Will did earlier in the season, researching Project Christmas and the children. And we find out that this person is one of the kids who was basically spy brainwashed. So I like that J.J., is tying up a lot of the loose ends or like the, the story threads that didn't necessarily feel important at the time and made them more important by the end of this. Um, and you mentioned that scene on the rooftop with the mother feels just like the rabbit's foot sequence in mission impossible three, when Cruz does that, you know, jump out of a building and parachutes at low, low altitude or whatever. Uh, and when Arena jumps off the building, it's like, holy shit, this is insane. Um, and so that felt like a great spy moment. But then as Sydney finally has that big fight and confronts the double, um, 
I thought the choreography was awesome. And I love that there's a moment where Sydney literally grabs an entire kitchen drawer full of stuff and chucks the drawer at her. Uh, but when Sydney wakes up and she doesn't know where she is in this final moments of the season and she's groggy and Vaughn comes in and we can immediately tell that something is off because Vaughn, you know, usually he's pretty cool under pressure, but like he's visually agitated, like he, he seems on edge. And as he's trying to tell her, like, you know, you have been gone for two years. Jennifer Garner in that moment, one of her best performances where we just see her face go from like, you know, normal rolling with things to having the rug pulled out from under her. And then when she notices that Vaughn has a ring on, you know, some heavy lifting, lifting acting happens where, you know, she, her whole world is basically shattered and we get to watch it and it's, it's tough to watch. But, um, you know, that, for her, it feels like just yesterday they were talking about going on this normal vacation. Whereas for him, it was two years ago. And to see that look on her face as she realizes that, like, something has gone on that she does not know about is heartbreaking and infuriating. And all the best things that JJ does with this show where you're having fun and then you're like, what the hell? And then you're like, oh, my God. And you got to watch the next one to find out. And most people had to wait, you know, four months to figure out where Sydney was and what has gone on with Vaughn and the CIA in that time. Uh, to go back um, to, to, to sort of add more to your point about when Vaughn walks in and he confronts Sydney for the first time, I, w- I didn't view it as him being annoyed. I just viewed him as him as him trying to sort of process uh, what was happening. Well, he doesn't even know if it's actually her. Especially right, right. because of this whole doubling stuff with the Markovic device, even though it's been destroyed, you know, he, he's really on edge, like, because he, he can't believe that it could be her because he thought she was dead. Right. 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 But, uh, but once again, I, um, I, 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 I thought that, uh, Michael Vartan there, I finally learned his name. I finally learned his name, people. There you go. Uh, thank you. Um, to me, he played it. It came off to me personally. It came off as him being uh, a little bit more confused and a little bit more cautious to sort of walk into your point. Um, mm-hmm. But you liked her acting. You like her acting when she was in that sort of ho- in the hotel room. Uh, um, you know when Vaughn was sort of explained when he when he finally says it. I mm-hmm. really oh I can't I can't say that that happened. I can't say that. I'll say that. Um, but, um, I, I, I thought that her acting in that specific scene, um, was just great. I mean, the look on her face, the look on the, the, oh, the, oh, the, oh shit look on her face <laughs> yeah. was, was priceless. Um, I, I really appreciate this episode and it's, it's up there with, uh, some of, some of my favorite episodes of the entire series. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it, it has such a ending from left field. So I was like, this is great, but what is he going to do next? And what he does is, is just great. Um, that leads into a whole bunch of other stuff that I want to talk about, but we're, we're going to talk about that next time. So 
Um, uh, you know, you know, uh, this season as a whole, Matt, uh, uh, you know, uh, what were your takeaways? What'd you like? What'd you not like? Uh, what, what's your takeaways, uh, with the season as a whole? Overall, I really like this season and I think that, you know, it starts strong and then they have a few episodes where they start to get into that familiar rhythm where it's like, you know, mission of the week and we've got our character moments, but they started sort of falling into patterns but then they give us you know more of this family dynamic with jack arena and sydney and then they shatter our expectations midpoint and then they really get the rambaldi stuff going again so that mythology the way it weaves in and out of the story and all of the double crossing and then the big end i think this is one of the stronger seasons of the show um and you know the the great episodes are amongst the best of the series because they really do weave with those good characters, but then lots of twists and turns that you don't necessarily see coming. So I really enjoy this season as a whole. I think it's uh, a ton of fun for sure. Yeah. I mean, if I were to rate this season as a whole, I really, really like it. I would give it a nine. Yeah. Uh, I think it, that's my rating. It too. was just, it was just so much fun to watch. And that ending I mean that ending right there is worth the worth the price of admission, right. uh, if you ask me, guys. It it just is. You know, if you want to get in touch with me, the best spot is on Twitter at Matt Crandall. If they want to get a hold of you, what's the best spot, Marcelo? Yeah, the well, the best spot to get a hold of me is also on Twitter. I'm at uh, I'm on Twitter as uh, Creek Fanatic eighty eight. So if you want to come there and talk uh, with me about anything, uh, that's the best place to find me. And if you guys have any questions, comments about the show, hashtag Radio815 on Twitter. We will see it. We will address it on the show. Next week is Christmas, so we are going to take it off and relax and enjoy uh, the holidays. So whether you're celebrating or whatever you're celebrating, I hope that you and your family are all safe, happy, and healthy. And until next time, thanks for listening.